Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome to Real Presence Live. It is great to be with you on this Thursday morning, almost a Wednesday morning. I'm a little behind the behind, behind the ball here, Teresa. Um, Teresa is our producer, and I'm your host this morning, Mark Holcraft. And I'm joined with some guests that we will be introducing in just a minute from NDSU's campus, Bison Catholic, um, to, to talk about campus life, the C conference coming up, uh, lots of great things that are happening on campus. So I'm excited to hear about that. From them, I think it's a teaser for me. It dips into my youth ministry background a little bit, so I love to hear what's going on with the youth and young adults and how the Holy Spirit's moving, and I hope you do too. But for all good things, it's going to begin in prayer, so let's begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the beautiful sunshine, this great fall day. And Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit would guide us, guide our listeners, bless our listeners today, not only as they hear and tune in and, and listen to how your Holy Spirit is moving, but be with each of our listeners throughout the day. We ask for your continued wisdom to be poured out upon us, strengthen us, give us courage to live this day faithfully and fruitfully, and to grow in deeper love of you and allow ourselves to be loved by you. Mother Mary, please intercede for each of us uh, and intercede for this world who is in desperate need of your Son. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Excellent. So uh, let's let's jump in right away. We have two guests with us. Nathan Carr, who's the campus minister at NDSU, the Newman Center, uh, which is NDSU. Yep. It's just, yeah, it's NDSU. You know, it's just the portal is the Newman Center. Absolutely. <laughs> and we're also with another guest, uh, one of the focus missionaries, Megan, who has no last name. <laughs> <laughs> Megan St. Aubin, yeah. Megan St. Aubin? Yep. Okay, awesome. Good to meet you, Megan. Thanks for being with us this morning. Um, you guys... As I mentioned briefly before opening prayer, it, it's always a joy for me to kind of connect with what's happening on the local yeah. campuses. Um, so for NDSU, and of course, I know we want to talk about the SEEK conference that is coming up, um, which is just growing huge. Yeah, um, it's, it, it's, I think, larger than it's ever been. I think they're predicting 20 to, what, 30,000 yeah, students? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's not really just for students, too. Like no, it's, it's, no. it's expanding uh, really... As the fruits, it's expanding. There's parishes that are going. There's yeah. priests that are going. There's these different tracks for different groups. Yeah. But even that, I think, started because there were focus missionary alumni yes. or like older like students who had left college, but like found this right. experience to be so profound. They wanted an avenue. Like, hey, what's the reason I can get back into that? Yeah, I mean, focus is what approaching 25 years. Um, so it started in the late 90s, and so when you think about it, that's an entire generation. So the first missionaries that were on campus 
at this point, and and I don't know this for sure, but they might have grandchildren. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean the the math works out. Um, and so when you get into that kind of a scenario, that that means a lot of them are in parish life. They're living the life mm-hmm. in parish. They're living that lifelong mission. And because of that, um, they want to be you know renewed in their zeal for mission. And I think focus tapped into that, realizing wait a second, if we fulfill the vision that we have long term for this. It's not just about the years the missionaries are on campus serving the students, but it's about the the after as well. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I've experienced that in my own life, spending a few years on campus and then spending the majority of the time since just in parish life. And how do you live mission in parish life? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, this is going to be awesome. I'm excited for this morning. If you're tuning in, uh, this is Mark Holcraft. I'm your host. We're talking to Nathan Carr and Megan, last name Megan. St. Aubin. St. Aubin. I'm not going to remember it. But, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, and, and we're talking Bison Catholic, NDSU's Newman Center in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, focuses on several of the campuses within our Real Presence Radio listening area. But before we even dive into some of the focus, I, I would like to even hear more. What's happening with NDSU? Some really exciting news. The chapel is... Like it's it's built, but it's not finished. It's not finished. They're working um, on the inside, trying to get the windows in, that kind of thing. Can you can you give us even a little update? Where yeah. does that stand? So right now, they're um, what I would ask all the the listeners is to continue to pray for the um, successful completion of Indeed. it in a timely manner. Our hope is is that by the start of the next school year, so next fall, that we could be in that chapel, and um, and so that that would be my prayer request for every listener is just please. Uh, you know, appeal to the Lord that, um, you know, the, the way would be made easy for that to happen. But um, right now they're working on finishing up the drywall. And uh, as I understand it, very soon they're going to be having some artists coming in to start working on the painting of the ceiling. So it's going to be that blue starry night sky yeah. look to awesome. it. It's going to be absolutely beautiful uh, when it's done. Um, the windows, of course, uh, are, we're still waiting those to be put in. Um, and so those will be beautiful stained glass. There's going to be, I believe, six uh, windows depicting various saints, patron saints, and then two big transept windows, one of the conversion of St. Paul and the other of Our Lady of Pentecost. So um, as oh, the Holy awesome. Spirit, and they, wow. they, the render artist renderings are going to be beautiful. And if you see the size of these things, when they're going to be in, it's going to be amazingly beautiful um, to, to just behold that artwork. Um, so it's going to be one of the most beautiful churches you'll ever walk into when it's done. So the, the chapel is not done, but right. the chapel's connected to the offices and it's connected to a dormitory. And uh, the Newman Center us? proper. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. what are like the different breaks or what is yeah. done on those? Because it was a huge project. It really wasn't yeah. just the chapel. Pretty much everything is done except the chapel at this point. Okay. So Newman Living is our faith-based housing. And that's been open since last academic year. So the 21-22 academic year. Uh, and we're at full capacity. Um, what does that mean? How many So there's 82, men and women? 82 units, so okay. individual students that can be there. Um, most of those are three or four bedroom uh, apartment suites, uh, the exception being an eight-unit men's hall formation hall, Cardinal Minch Men's Hall. And that, of course, takes its legacy from the Cardinal Minch Seminary that was in Fargo for years and years. Uh, and so those men specifically have a few more formation-oriented um, elements to their living arrangements, a formation dinner, spiritual direction, formation talks, things like that. And I mean, last year, of the eight men, three entered seminary. And it looks like there there may be others uh, this year that are discerning that call to seminary as well. Some go on and get married, and that's fantastic um, yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, I think the idea is letting those men discern that religious vocation if, if it's there. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, th- there's campus ministry that's uh, really underway, even mm-hmm. though like 
the, the building's still going for the chapel. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. You know, there's probably not a lot of college students listening right now because they're in classes. Right. Right. But they their parents be, and grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Parents, grandparents uh, tuning in. One of the things I think that's often just a question that's out there is what is a, what's a week like, you know, a day in the life of the college students, but what's the Newman Center doing between like you as a campus minister, Nathan mm -hmm. and Megan, you're a focused missionary. What does a regular week look like yeah. for a lot of the students, but also like the level of outreach, uh, kind of getting into the nitty gritty a little bit. What are you guys doing during the week in, in seeking to engage the college students? Yeah, I think just from a programming standpoint, every week we have, uh, we really kick the week off Sunday with not only mass, but then we have a big meal for the students. That's still Buckluck? Uh, Buckluck, yep. Love it. Meal for a dollar. The only inflation-proof meal you're ever going to find. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Highly subsidized, we'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we've got like 150 to 200 people every week this that year show coming up. Yeah. for that meal. Regularly. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the social hall is, is full and yeah. students are just... It's in lively. community with each other, yeah. and it's just a really fun time to. Yeah, and and it's great because there's students that come to that that don't come to anything else. I met uh, one one gentleman, and um, it looks like he might sign up for Seek. And the only time encounter that we had with him is he showed up at a couple bucklucks, and um, student and myself sat down and talked with him, and and we're hoping to get him to Seek. So yeah, my my wife uh, went to NDSU just for a couple of years, and she still speaks. Uh, with good memories of the buck. Like she didn't do a lot. She went to mass there mm -hmm. at times. This is in the old building, of course, because um, this would have been 20 plus years ago. Sure. But she still, with fond memory, talks about the buck lucks and yeah. connecting with students. It's been a long time ministry at the Newman Center. And I think it's fed a lot of college students. And it's just, it's a good, wholesome, hospitable environment that everyone feels known and loved. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they go away with full belly. So, so you, got, you, yeah. you got mass and buck luck and then what's happening during the week? Yeah, so then during the week, we have various programming. Um, our big night is Wednesday nights where we have Bison Catholic Night, where we have an hour of formation. Uh, and this is more systematic formation that we go through various elements of, of who they are and their human person. Who is God? What does it mean to be in relationship with others? Right now we're cycling through uh, creation and eschatology, given the time of the year of the liturgical yeah. year. Um, but then we'll get into sacramental life, the life of virtues and morals. And we have a two-year cycle that we work through on that. And then that is always followed by an hour of adoration and then mass at 9 p.m. Um, last night we had our penance service for Advent. And, uh, and that was wonderful. It was two hours complete solid of students going in and out of the confessional and a lot of smiling faces leaving the confessional. Yeah. It was wonderful. That, that is awesome. Um, so Wednesday night and then Thursday and Friday... Um, Thursday and Friday, we kind of protect, and same thing with Mondays and Tuesdays, and maybe Megan can touch on this, um, mm -hmm. Bible studies are a key component to our, our programming, and really the bread and butter, if you get down to how we reach students and develop those relationships and really affect that deeper conversion. So I'll let Megan speak more to that. Yeah, like Nathan said, the Bible studies are kind of that bread and butter of our ministry. So every morning of the week, some in the afternoons, evenings especially, there's us missionaries, the five of us as a team, but then also um, I think we have around total 60 or so Bible studies on campus this year. So 60 um, Bible studies, meaning 60 small groups. Yeah, Is that exactly. Right? And so yeah. our team leads up to max 10 of those, but then the students have the rest of those and they're leading their own groups of peers and students who are new to Bison Catholic, especially there's been five Bible studies um, just within my kind of realm of reach as a missionary sure. that have started up just at the fall of this year that have 
new, hungry freshmen wanting to get involved with Bison Catholic. And so those happen throughout the mornings, the evenings, and are kind of our our reach to be able to invite those students within the Bible studies to Bison Catholic Nights, making sure that they're coming to Bucklux, all those different things. Um, so that's just been really encouraging to see kind of the the boom in those Bible studies too. I think we went from 27 last year to yeah. 60 this year, just with being in the new facility, having so many students who were being walked with in previous years in those like kind of COVID lull very yeah. intentionally to be able to come into this new building and expand so quickly to reach so many students on campus. And so we have that as well as um, throughout the day, I think one of the most encouraging things is the the ministry of presence and just students mm-hmm. being at the space together, um, spending time in one of the lounges we have or at the Crux Coffee Shop and just having that opportunity to share in friendship in a place where they feel so known and loved and they feel like these people that I'm spending time with are encouraging me at two o'clock on a random day to go up to the chapel and pray a rosary with them versus hey, you want to come out and to this party and drink with me tonight? It's just a totally different atmosphere. And I think that's like at the heart of what changes these college students from, um, yeah, the typical very surface level friendships that aren't leading them to anything holy to students who become leaders and want to bring others in as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. I, um, as you were talking, Megan, I was reminded years ago, I had an opportunity to be in conversation with Father Benedict Grishel. I think a lot of our listeners recognize that name. Uh, one of the founding fathers to the CFRs, uh, Franciscan priest. And he and I were talking, I shared with him that I was involved in youth ministry at the time. And um, he really, he just became attuned to, from his experience and encounter with youth and young adults. And I just remember he kind of stopped me in my tracks with what I was saying and just said, so in your work with young people, I understand there's programs and I understand you're probably responsible for the formations, but don't ever forget about that young person who's off to the side and not talking with anybody. And he zeroed in on just this kind of loneliness. And and, and my mind went there a little bit, Megan, as you were talking just from the experience of, you know, it's in those, it's in the midday, it's in the non-programming hours, right? Like like you're not offering stuff. That's that's when kind of um, life is really being lived in other ways, whatever temptations are out there, or but also whatever invitations to holiness. And so that the, the uh, Newman Center is just really opening the door of like, no, like we're, we're open uh, all the time to engage. It's the Lord's at work all the time, 24-7. we got to take a break, and this is just a teaser. So stay with us. We'll be back with you in two minutes talking to Nathan and Megan on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. 
In addition to eye exams for children and adults, LumenVision provides custom contact lens services for patients with keratoconus, severe dry eyes, and hard-to-fit prescriptions. These specialty contact lenses can be made for single vision, astigmatism, and multifocal prescriptions. For more information about Lumen Vision's contact lens services, our website is www.lumen.vision. If you have ever been through the hell of deep darkness and suffering, like the suicide of a loved one, do you know that your experience may be helpful to someone else? I'm Father Chris Alar. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it does something about it. And when you exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, you are truly loving your neighbor. Jesus said, when a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with an abundance of graces that it cannot contain it within itself, but radiates them to other souls. Let us show you how to be that radiator and find healing for yourself in the process. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your host this Thursday morning, Mark Holcraft. I'm joined with two guests from NDSU's Newman Center, uh, Nathan and Megan. Uh, Nathan's campus minister, Megan's a focused missionary. We're talking about just a day in the life of the college students. And over the break, Nathan was just touching on even some of the spontaneity that happens from the students. I just, I wanted to come back to that a little yeah, Nathan. Absolutely. So Megan had mentioned, you know, that ministry of presence that we yeah. have. And, and that's the beauty of the Newman Center is because we've created such a space that the students feel at home in, uh, a lot of the conversations and the interactions we have with them, they're not planned, they're not programming. So yeah, we have this great overarching program um, going on and that serves its purpose, but really a lot of the hard work gets done in, in the, the ministry of presence. And one of the things that struck me when she was mentioning that was um, just how many students spontaneously will go to Eucharistic adoration. So our missionary team every morning prays a holy hour from eight to nine uh, o'clock. And then as a whole staff, we pray morning prayer at nine as well. And so I usually go in there somewhere, you know, in that middling time between eight and nine. And I'm always struck on how many students are in adoration of their own accord. They're there. I mean, it, some, some mornings it's, you know, a few, but sometimes there's 10 or more students in there. And we actually have a lot of adoration planned within our our schedule every week. We sure. have three days of perpetual adoration where, um, you know, from eight to five o'clock uh, in the evening, uh, we have students signed up for holy hours. And then we have adoration in the evening, a uh, Wednesday night where we pack in for a holy hour together. And usually there's 30 or 40 students in there. And, but, but even all of that, they hunger for more. And so they're always in that chapel devoted to our Lord in adoration. And I think that's a sign and a testament to the work that the Lord is doing in their own heart. Um, and that, that this is not something we're, we're forcing on them, right? This is all yeah. something of their own initiative, of their own longing and zeal. Yeah. As a, yeah. As a missionary, that's one of the most encouraging things for me because it's, it's, it's good for me to lead a Bible study. It's good for me to bring students to Bison Catholic Night. And I hope and I pray that they're getting something very valuable and formative out of that. 
But what really makes my heart just delight as a missionary is to go into the chapel at two, three o'clock on a random afternoon and see students that I know just on their knees in prayer. I'm like, they are being transformed. Yeah. And because that's it's him that's transforming exactly. them. Exactly. And, and that's that thing, too, that when they develop that deep, intimate relationship with our Lord, they've encountered him. They're going to go on from college. I mean, it's such a brief time in their life. It might seem like a long time when you're in it, um, but a lot of us know that it, it's over very quickly. You blink a few times and yeah. wow, you've graduated. And if that established prayer life isn't really there, that relationship with the Lord really isn't uh, developed, it's going to be a lot harder for them as they go out into the secular world and into life, whatever whatever follows their college years. So to see them committed to that now, building the habit, it's going to be like breathing to them when they leave. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna know when they haven't prayed, and they're going to go back to it because they're going to need that breath, that life re- restored to them. Yeah, it can only happen when you're on your knees. Yeah. Yeah. So, gosh, so many thoughts, so many thoughts. Um, a couple of things. I mean, Prior to this, you were mis- you were focused missionary mm-hmm. uh, at Western Illinois, Western Illinois University, and anywhere else. Or was that the main? That was campus? that was the campus that I was on for for my tenure as a missionary. Yeah. And, and Megan, what campuses were you on prior to NDSU? Um, I graduated from South Dakota State, and then I've served on the campuses of Michigan Tech and the University of Southern Indiana. Do we know how many campuses focuses on? As of this year, I want to say it was 189. Is that yeah, the number? That's, I think that's mm-hmm. correct. 189 campuses, roughly, give or yeah. take mm-hmm. a few. And, and folks, this is what is happening. Like this is what Focus is really trying to instill. But not just Focus. This is what a lot of Newman centers they see. Like what's working? They're just asking the question, "What's working?" It's no surprise. Jesus is working, and so that they start to foster and develop a Eucharistic-centered life, spiritual life on the campus at the Newman centers, and how that can penetrate and permeate campus life. Um, but there's another huge event that just fosters it. It becomes a great opportunity. It's called the Seek Conference, which is in St. Louis, January 2nd through the 6th Correct. this year. But can you tell us more about what this conference is like and what happens? Yeah, so Seek 23 this year. It's We're really excited. It's our first time being back since COVID as an entire nation gathering yeah. in one place. So that in and of itself is incredible. But we have... Um, 20,000 or so, give or take a thousand, probably on the upwards. God is so good. So we have thousands and thousands of people come from all over the country and come to encounter Jesus Christ present in the Eucharist, um, especially through the sacraments, through adoration, as well as just we bring in all the heavy hitters of speakers like Father Mike Schmitz, Sister Bethany Madonna, Sister Miriam, um, Father Josh. You name it, um, all this, the well-known Catholic speakers, just to inspire um, these students as well as parishioners. I know we have opportunities for parishioners and people to sign up and go and follow different tracks within the conference. Um, but just to have some time set aside to be formed alongside a community that you look around and you, you see the greater church. Like you see like this is the hope that's happening in the world. Because I think as a culture, and as within our culture, we can get so bogged down by just everything that's like kind of coming at us and just feel despair so easily to be like, oh, we're so lost. People don't even know um, what a woman is anymore, for example. <laughs> I know that's been floating yes. around yeah, a yeah, lot, right, things like right, that. Right. Um, but to go to something like Seek and just to have your eyes open yeah. to the, the magnitude of soldiers being built up for Christ is one of the most powerful things. Yeah. I remember one of my seat conferences we were at a 
a Matt Maher concert, and it was New Year's Eve, so we were, like, preparing to enter into the new year. And as we entered the final minutes, they brought a monstrance out on the stage, and the entire, like, mosh pit crowd for the concert just fell to our knees in prayer. And it was, like, at that moment, I was like, this is insane <laughs> so and, and for our so listeners because <laughs> there's like mosh pit crowd concert what's going on at that yeah. seat conference i'm not what is this and so there's a very virtuous <laughs> mosh pit crowd well, well i think it's important to know like so you mentioned the name matt mar matt mar is a catholic music artist and a lot of his work as in music ministry it, it's building up to this so so he is a very dynamic gifted writer of music based on scripture tying in the stories of the faith but he's building up to that. So it's, as you were sharing, Megan, you know, the image in the mind is you're crossing that threshold of one year to the next. And who is guiding you across mm -hmm. that threshold but Jesus yeah. in, in the Eucharistic adoration as you were sharing. So beautiful. Yeah. And Seek is so accessible to, like I said, college students as well as parishioners. Um, but for people to be able to come, whether they've been practicing their Catholic faith for a long time, they get something out of it. But also we've had people who are actually students who lead like the Muslim group on campuses go and they go, come away from this conference like, holy cow, like I experienced the truth and now I have to admit this, which means I have to, as a, in a leadership position of this other denomination, this other completely different faith, step away from that. And it's just, it's incredible to see the, the conversions that happen. Yeah. So a lot of the people that go, they, so one, you just, answer one of the questions do you have to be catholic to go no no nope. and you're coming in and you're being confronted with the lord and maybe just you know so many people are asking questions because we're all on a journey which is you know you didn't quite use the word i don't think you did maybe you did uh but when we're talking about well you, you said the word accompany like you're walking with them you're accompanying them very pope francis uh word right there where he speaks about the art of accompaniment and focus really offers an incredible model about how to do that how do you accompany them? But these big events are a big deal. Like the discipleship and the one-on-one, -on -one and, and I don't mean this in any negative way, but the true sense of hand-holding, walking with, accompanying, um, these, these events become just a great launching pad. So when they come back, you come back to a campus that has something in place. And not every campus has something in place. But even, we talked about parishes going. I know my own parish, St. San Jochum, they're looking to send a group. Holy Spirit in North Fargo is looking to send a group parishes all over the country maybe it's because like you nathan a former focused missionary and now you're back on a campus which was one of my questions um not to stray too much from the seat conference mm -hmm. but from focus do you have an idea like what's the percentage of focused missionaries that after they're done doing missionary work that would go on to do ministry or discern do you know yeah, any of those numbers I, I, it's a probably a harder question to ask because when i was done with focus i spent the next 11 to 12 years working in catholic healthcare, and then in yeah. the biotech industry yeah and it, it through the course of that then I, I studied to enter the field of uh bioethics medical ethics yeah. that was kind of the direction i had in mind uh little did i know the lord had other plans to bring me back into campus ministry so I would say I was doing, you know, quote, ministry all the way oh, along, yeah. whether it was in a parish level. Um, I know my wife and I have a, a grief support ministry that we do, grief and bereavement, um, and, and everything else in between from young adult Bible studies to, you know, religious education, catechesis. I, I think we've done it just about everything you can imagine in the parish level um, life. And so, you know, I think most missionaries that, that have any tenure with focus 
will go on and serve their parish in some way. Absolutely. But we have yeah. other friends that after they they were done being missionaries, um, they went on and took a more formal role. So we have a, a friend who for almost 10, 10 plus years has been the director of evangelization in a parish uh, in Illinois and has done sure. incredible work with that. So the roles and the calls and the, that's, it's probably a harder question to answer specifically because it looks so different for every person. Yeah. It, I would be curious to find out those who go on to be an active ministry within a parish diocesan setting. Yeah. But then too, I mean, in what you're getting as the impact, not limited to just that so many of the focused missionaries afterward go on to impact mm -hmm. the culture and society. Right. How can as, as the Catholic, whether it's Catholic anthropology or just weave in our faith into these other areas of life back to the Sikh conference, how right. would a student uh, who's tuning in or parents or grandparents who are tuning in is I'm signing my kid up and they don't they're not, they don't even know yet. You know, <laughs> how do they, uh, how do they sign them up? Where do they go? What do they do? Yes. The website to go to for all information regarding seek is seek.focus.org. Um, and then when you, when you're actually registering, you can select the campus that you'll be registering with. And I just want to speak to anybody who knows a student who's not on a focus campus or doesn't, maybe doesn't have a connection to, focus at all, go to focusoncampus.org and you can go to find my campus, find a campus that's nearby your area and get in contact with, a, with one of those missionaries. Their phone numbers, their emails are on there and they would love to get you plugged in. Um, as far as all those Bison Catholic affiliated listeners out there, um, please reach out to myself, reach out to the Newman Center, to Nathan. All that information can be found on bisoncatholic.org. We would love to get you signed up to go with us. Um, yeah. And if you know uh, a student somewhere out there that is going and you want to support them, um, you know, I know through Bison Catholic, you can go onto our webpage, bisoncatholic.org. There's a button, Give Here, and then you can select the SEEK fund, and you can even specify in there which student you want it to go with, or we'll assign it to the student most in need. So, a lot of ways to support. Awesome. Awesome. Nathan, Megan, this went by so fast, and I knew it would. Um, so, excellent. Please stay with us on the other side of the break. We'll be joined with a different guest, Deacon Ed Schoner and a different ministry, uh, ministering to those and working with those, accompanying those, speaking of the word accompaniment, uh, who might be struggling with the idea of losing a loved one to suicide. So stay with us on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 